0: How short the show notes are! <laughs> this is. Can this we is, make this the longest episode <laughs> based on what, four items? Four things. That's it. That is all
1: we're going to talk about because James' last episode that we did, Boris Johnson was the Prime Minister. Yeah. And the Queen was not dead. <laughs> the Queen was the Queen. The Queen was
0: the Queen, and now she's not. So in review. This is the intro part. Let's just <laughs> this is review the, intro. the effects of either one of us visiting London. I I visited London and the government collapsed. <laughs> yep. At the same time. It did. Chain of events, butterfly effect, eventually trust comes in, Boris is out. Yep. You visit London. Queen dies. Queen dies. <laughs> <laughs> now,
1: Let me tell you. I don't want to say we did it. The- <laughs> <laughs> we we would never claim that ever, no, we ever that we were say responsible it. for this. Yes, mainly because the queen wasn't even there.
0: But no, we'll but, get to that. You know,
1: like her, her essence would have been <laughs> so. Uh, indeed, I I'm gonna I have a whole gamut of stories I could tell you from London. Number one being what happened where, and this will be the story that is asked of all of us. I'm sure at some point in our lives, where
0: were you? When you heard the news. Oh, I was streaming. Easy. Oh, nice. Yeah. Do you actually have a recording of it? Well, we got a recording of me finding out the Queen was dead, but I knew she was dead already because the headlines were very suspicious all day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, yeah, again, we'll get to that. Let's not prejudge this, but it was very much particularly, uh, as you say there, the headlines were family are racing to get to Balamoral really quickly. I wonder why. (laughs) Maybe she just... It's a bit woozy yeah. from the anaesthetic. The,
0: the doctors are concerned. Oh, really? <laughs> About an 80-whatever year old? Wait, 90-whatever year old?
1: Yeah. Anyway. Yes. We were in London. We had gone to an Italian restaurant just before our first visit to the theatre, darling, oh. to see the Book of Mormon. Oh! Which I will review later. It was phenomenal. Okay. Anyway, Spoilers. we were sitting in the in the restaurant, and there had been headlines kind of drip feeding all day, and then suddenly, th- there's you know dropped cutlery and and people checking their phones. And Graham turns to me and says, "I think the Queen's died." And sure enough, check my phone, BBC News notification drop. Her Queen much has passed? And then within, thank you, the BBC. Within maybe thirty seconds, people are openly weeping in the <laughs> restaurant, <laughs> for real. And myself and Graham, who, uh, let's just say, not, not the biggest fans of of the monarchy, <laughs> just an absolute disbelief that people are crying oh, as we're attempting to eat this lovely pizza.
0: Okay. I, just, <laughs> I, I really, I don't want, like, as I know, we can be very mean on this show. We can. Anybody out there who had a little bit of a, a cry about the Queen, even if you had a lot of a cry about the Queen power to you. I'm glad you That's care fine. that much. Absolutely. But it makes me scream. So, th-
1: that that happened, first of all, and it was very un- unusual. Even the waitress, who was a born and bred Italian, started crying when she was collecting her plates, she was like, <laughs> I don't know why I'm so upset. Well, she's probably <laughs> as upset
0: by everyone. Because everyone else is upset, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm sure if I wasn't on my own in a room playing a game and staring at a screen, and I was surrounded by weepers, I maybe would have been a bit more upset okay. instead of... Not caring. I
1: would say we, we were bewildered. That would be my word. Okay. Bewildered. Maybe that's
0: what I would have been is bewildered.
1: Yeah. And uh, and then realizing that you can't laugh, you can't smile <laughs> unless it's too you're too soon. Streaming. <laughs> yeah, unless you're streaming and you, you have a limited audience. But in in London it was oh man, it was so weird. And then to make it even weirder, uh-huh. we went to the to the theatre and obviously all the young uns in the audience had known had seen the news because they have phones. Of course, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they have technology. Mm-hmm. And then, and I had been speculating whilst at dinner if the Queen dies, oh no, is the show going to happen? Well, yeah, yeah. And okay. so went to the, of course the, the 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 idiom goes, the show must go on. So I thought, yes, okay, maybe it will. It's a private enterprise; it needs yeah, to make his the money.
0: Cliche is that it will go on. Yeah. So
1: we're all sitting there, and then about seven twenty nine, right? A besuited man walked onto the stage. Oh no! Looked very solemn. He oh, picked no. up his microphone. And he said. It is with great sadness that tonight we mourn the death of Queen Elizabeth. And there were gasps in the audience yeah, as the older people yeah. in, the gener- in the in
0: the audience clearly hadn't heard this news. And they were hearing it. They would have been busy doing tourist stuff all day, <laughs> they, adventure <laughs> stuff all day, buying a bag. Right, right. You know. But
1: they just, sitting in the audience, waiting to see the this <laughs> R-rated comedy... Get told just before the show starts. (laughs) Oh, by the way, the Queen's died, so we're going to have a two-minute silence. (laughs) Prepare yourselves for a giggle. (laughs) (laughs) So weird. But yeah, there were people who clearly hadn't heard the news. And then, again,
0: very, very upset people. The people find it in the weirdest ways, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. And even in the run-up to the show, looking around the audience, you could see there were a lot of very upset people. Again, tended to be older, but visibly upset. Wow. And then they were going to watch a show created by the guys who made South Park for the next two hours and have a laugh and then go outside. So it was just a weird... And then we went out to like a couple of bars in Soho and we were gauging opinion of of the gays in London. How do we feel? How do they feel about the Queen? And the guy (laughs) behind the bar was saying, it's so weird. On a Thursday night in Soho... In, you know, in September, uh-huh. you'd
0: expect it to be absolutely bouncing, but it was dead. All right. It was Basically, well, everyone was... Well, well, no, sorry. It was very quiet. It's... Too soon. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> very
1: quiet. It was. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So, I'm not really... But that's what had happened. Some people clearly just wanted to stay in and watch and consume well, all yeah, the news. Yeah. And other people who were just like, "Yeah, I, I don't care. Let's just but move on know, with it. Yeah. So we were there for a couple of, couple of drinks, and then we went down to Buckingham Palace, which even at midnight was mobbed. I can't believe you, you went. Well, I had to slip the fiver to the Queen. Remember? You did. You did.
0: Well, too late, but you did. <laughs> I know. I missed. I missed the deadline. R. I feel the saddest thing is that the Queen will never get the <laughs> seesaw parade fiver. She, <laughs> she, she, she would be waiting for it. No. She was an avid listener, of course. She would have been really excited about mm. that getting delivered to her. What did happen, though,
1: in slightly lighter news, whilst the Queen was still alive, we had gone to watch the Changing of the Guard oh, yeah, on the yeah, Monday, yeah. which is where the, you know, the, the the pomp and ceremony... You remember, to, be a, you remember to get in the way, right? Looked, oh, for sure. And But Graham just had all the best questions. Things like, does the Queen feed these Trooping of the Colour people, Changing the Guard people, or do they have to go down <laughs> to Tesco and get a meal deal?
0: <laughs> who who pays them? No, there's like there's a there's a cooking staff. What do they get paid? Yeah. What
1: do they do in their spare time? It's the army. Do they all share a dorm? It's the army.
0: Like th- t- where do the horses go? I don't know. They are the army horses. <laughs> they live they live with <laughs> the army.
1: It's an amazing. Like because t- Graham had never been to London, and so he's also taking credit for uh for bumping off the monarch. But ah nice full team effort. So many questions i'd never even thought of before and that was yeah the, the, the light-heartedness before you know sadness descended on the capital and then oh, we, yeah, we left yeah, was,
0: about a day later nice of you to it was nice for you to experience the palace in its full glory Oh, for sure but even <laughs> and then in its full morning and and then we, we we did actually have that full experience of when we arrived it was boris and liz and then when we left it was Liz and Charles. Do you reckon... Do you reckon... We're still in the intro. We haven't said what the podcast is. Do you reckon <laughs> that the queen died because Boris was finally gone and she felt like... Relief. A great relief. Yeah. I would say that is misplaced. I would say she was 96 and very old. Yeah, but at that point, the smallest of reliefs is surely enough <laughs> to be like, oh, I can let like, go in I'm tired.
1: Well, as someone who is a third of the way there... I do I do understand that sense of relief when something when something has passed. Right? I could have died. So who's to could say? I know who
0: Truss was?
1: Maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> she saw the curtsy that Liz Truss performed. Oh, boy, yeah. On, on, on the entrance. Or I can't remember if Liz did that to Charles or to... Oh, no, it must have been to Charles because she was wearing oh, black. Oh,
0: yeah, it was televised.
1: But, uh, oh, it was awful. Maybe she she foresaw
0: that and thought, nope.
1: I ain't having that in my presence.
0: Nah. Bye. She thought trust was Maggie Thatcher returned, and she was delighted. <laughs> she died of uh, excitement. There was all that footage. Though. Never mind this Boris relief conspiracy. The Queen thought thought Thatcher was back, and she's like, yes, the real Queen <laughs> popped it. The, I mean, the, the, the I think the two of them infamously did
1: not get on, Maggie and 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 uh, Queenie back in the day. Well, who would get on with Maggie? I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure that. Uh, in fact, I was reading about this that uh, Thatcher was or Britain, were the only one of 44 countries, I think in the UN, who decided against applying diplomatic sanctions to South Africa in the wake of apartheid. Th- Thatcher was wow. like, I don't really want to do that because, you know, trade d- uh, diplomacy. <laughs> and the Queen, the Queen was mm-hmm. then starkly opposed to that and said, no,
0: yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you
1: can't do that. You've got to do the sanctions. And Maggie said, I'm in charge. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually she did. Oh, boy. And then they both died, and then, <laughs> now they're both dead, and it's all history. And we get to talk about it. It, it. it is now. I would like to address. Sorry, just in case anyone uh, at this point is uh, appalled in the, the, at the light-hearted tone in which we are we are treating this. Um, I'm going. I'm going light. I really, am, this moment, I'm trying. I I would like to state before we before we get into the show proper, I am sure. Okay. That as a person, Queen Elizabeth was 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 nice. I'm
0: sure she was a nice old lady. Yeah, she just tried to scam the tax the tax base However, all the time, but she was lovely.
1: I have many, many issues with the role of the monarchy in the UK. I'm J- James, I'm sure you would agree. And I'm sure if you're listening to the show, you likely do as well. Maybe not quite as extreme, but, you know, maybe not the biggest royalists out there. I mean, if you are a royalist... I, I can't imagine we have many Rangers fans listening to the show. I don't get it, but go for it. So that is why of course it's sad and if you're if people are sad about, out there about the queen my mum was very sad and said we've lost a, a godly christian woman
0: and I Yeah, yeah, well, yeah fair enough we do that every day right <laughs> constantly there's a constant cycle of people dying and they're all as valid as the Absolutely. queen Absolutely <laughs> I am more sad that old people in
1: britain who aren't the queen yeah. will die this year because they can't afford to heat or eat Yeah or that's both. tragic That's
0: worse the queen just the queen just died. She didn't die of like starvation. Yes, she didn't die of like be freezing to death. So that is where
1: certainly I, James, I'm coming from is that this is no more tragic than any other death no. that happens any other day in the UK.
0: I am gonna be way more sad about the the each individual old person who dies of you know just being too cold for too right. long this winter. Yep, and, and I mean it. And and I am more sad about each individual person who died an unnecessary death due to COVID and COVID complications and all of that stuff. Because they didn't have access to the same incredible medical resources as the Queen did. You know, she died. She just she just died. Yeah, she had the best stuff for her entire life. She had the very best doctors, cutting edge tech, and she died. It's not really a tragedy. We will get in, yeah. old people dying when they don't need to. I'm going to be sad. Indeed, we'll get
1: into the the, the nitty gritty of all this in just a second. But welcome to Seesaw Parade, your new favorite podcast, Scotland's longest running podcast. Your new,
0: your new favorite edgy, war, war, edgy <laughs> warlord, edgy warlord, edge edge lord podcast. That's it. Yeah, and um, here we are. let's make let's make fun of a dead queen. Ha <laughs> ha! You came to the right place.
1: Absolutely, you are oh, in. Boy. Uh, your new favorite place, if you want to listen to people uh, talk about why Charles should um, just resign? leave everybody alone. Well, not even
0: resign, like delete the monarchy. <laughs> but he's not going to though. That's that's the reality. It's just not going to happen. He's, yeah, looks like he's not going. He's not. If he was gonna, do, if he was gonna do it, I would have expected it on day one. You know, a big, a big blazer, just <laughs> uh, grand entrance for the lad. Anyway, don't worry, people. It is all over now. Okay. <laughs>
1: Anyway, I am your new favourite queen, Colin. Hello! And uh, well, hey. and over there is James, who is also a queen. You may also
0: Yeah, you may also <laughs> refer to me as your match. Only on Tuesdays is uh is is James a queen. Thursdays, actually. They changed the right. Yeah, they changed the venue Ch- date. <laughs> changed the schedule.
1: Okay. And thank you very much for listening and uh, do stick with the episode. it, it is uh remarkably I would say the most newsworthy
0: episode, maybe ever. Is that fair? We have, we, I think, yeah, we cursed, we cursed the world. We complained ah. too often about going two weeks with no news. We went two weeks this time. Universe solved it for us. <laughs> Indeed, this is episode
1: two nine four. Would have been even better if it was episode three hundred and this had happened. But hey ho, can't have it all. And thank you very much for listening. You can oh, get in touch two
0: nine four. It's got a ninety in there.
1: <laughs> Queen was ninety. <laughs> If only it was 296, maybe we'll just do like two, three minute episodes and <laughs> yeah. then suddenly,
0: hey, episode 296, what are the chances? Oh man, we'll just have to talk about the Queen for the next two weeks, easy. Okay, okay. Actually, we probably will be. I'm sure we will. Oh no, will. we won't be. We will next week because the the funeral will have happened. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Okay, I don't know CSO if there's going to be any valid reason afterwards.
1: I had to see Soul Parade on... Twitter. Well, I'm sure seeing as we talked about Prince Charles, or it should now be King Charles in the last episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Or perhaps it was the episode before that. (laughs) Uh, The dissonance. Uh. They will continue to appear anytime they are doing something sneaky.
0: For a short amount of time, that guy's heart is not ticking very well. Yeah, He is quite old as well, actually. He's like in his 70s, right? He's old and his hands are like beach balls. It's like, I'm not even joking. It might sound jovial, but that's... Be- no, I did see a picture of that. His, like he's got heart disease of some kind, right? I don't know. Swollen up, swollen up extremities means your heart isn't going good. Oh. That's, as far, that's, that's all I'm aware oh. of. Oh, well. I, I mean, I'll have to look at it now. That was my guess. I would say... I would say confidently...
1: That we will have—he's not going to have a seventy-year reign. G- <laughs> <laughs> yes, bold claims for from me. sure. I mean, if if he if he did, then yeah, you'd have to be asking some serious questions of medical science if <laughs> he lasts into the one forties. That would be impressive. It would be, yeah, yeah. No, I would say confidently, we'll have a, a King William. Yeah, oh, for more
0: goodness. of our lifetime than we will have a King Charles. Oh my goodness! And then he will be King George after that. Unless they change their names, because they're allowed to do that. He's like four. Charles just chosen to not change his name. I
1: did see, yeah, he had a choice of like four. I can't can't remember. I know one of them was Philip. Another was Arthur.
0: Was this like the speculative list, or was there an official you may choose from these names, boy, Uh, list? I don't think he could have
1: chosen like Ben. He had to choose a royal name. Yeah, he could just be King Ben,
0: because that would just sound a bit naff. I wonder, could he have been King Ben? Was, there, was it an official, you can only choose these names list, yes. or could you have been Ben? We'll come back to you with the actual answer for that. Never.
1: I'm sure it was either, it was Charles, Arthur, Philip, or maybe it was Edward. Maybe Edward was, was another one on the list. Edward's,
0: Edwards a very royal one. Because, yeah.
1: you know, William and George are already taken. You can't just be King William and be like, ha ha, son, I've stolen
0: your name. Too bad. God will reign for the next seventy years. Deal with it. I don't know. There used to be. Okay. There's, there's surely there's enough kings that there's worthy of four names between them. <laughs> well, I th-
1: there are some though, which are definitely more regal. didn't you James is a regal name. We've had lots of King Jameses oh, in
0: Scotland. Stupid name! What a stupid I name! Like it James. just sounds like you said a noise by accident and then made it a plural. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. half a, it's like half a
1: sneeze. James. That what actually <laughs> works? Yeah, you're right. Colin, though, is, uh, is much less regal. It's just a bit gay. It's
0: actually a word. Yeah, but it's actually... A, it's, I it's don't a like... It's
1: ch- chosen syllables. I have never liked my name. It's... Yeah, but it doesn't say like half a sneeze. That is, is true. Point. It's just very old-fashioned. I haven't met... In fact, that's a lie. I've met one other contemporary Colin. Mm. Actually, no one younger than me i have ever, ever met called Colin. They're all uh,
0: old. We're dying. Well, you know what, though? Once all the old Colins are dead... That'll be me. You'll be the Colin.
1: I mean, talking off age, I know we are kind of ping-ponging from uh, topics here, but I am going to talk about Heartstopper later on, this Netflix show. Okay, yeah. Which, yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Too soon, but yeah. Oh,
1: goodness sake. Sorry. <laughs> this like, is like a gay teen romance show on Netflix. Also... <laughs>
0: you say what's about Queens?
1: What's <laughs> about Queens? Called Heartstopper. Too
0: soon! No, but... <laughs>
1: it was the name of the show, right? Anyway, watched it. And long story short, really enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but my goodness, it yeah. made me feel really old and made me think,
0: ah, why wasn't that me? Why did that happen to me? Oh, we did this. We did this bit. Well done. <laughs> the the two same. Two, you cracked that two, the two same, shows in a row. Same. You had your
1: why couldn't this be me moment. <laughs> I know. Same thing happened in this show. Anyway, from Hard Stopper <laughs> to The Queen...
0: Let's talk His heart has stopped it Yes, has Yes I get it Colin It's a funny joke that I made.
1: Let's talk about this Thing That happened
0: Let me get Let me kick us off It makes sense oh, you, Everyone's oh, Okay you wanna kick it off you, This never happens You can do it Everyone's grief Makes complete I just wanna You know it's an important thing To begin with right Someone Of great significance died a lot of people out there thought that it was like a divine gift or a divine role leadership and all of that Uh, like from a family who has been established for you know generations or whatever a long time and you know the people of North Korea are very upset that their glorious leader died and (laughs) it all makes sense okay and I'm not even, I kind of am joking, but there's a, there's also a scary part well, to on. this.
1: Well, hold on. We'll get to that in just a second. Let's start with the fact. So, Queen Elizabeth II, who is, or rather was, the UK's longest-serving monarch, died on Thursday at Balmoral, aged... Ninety-six. She reigned for seventy years. Old uh, according to this article, she uh, according to the palace, she died peacefully mm-hmm. uh, at her Scottish estate, where she had spent basically all the summer. Yeah, and she'd been on the throne since 1952 and had witnessed a huge amount of change in that time. Her son, who is now the king, King Charles III, said the death was a moment of great sadness which would be deeply felt around the world. And what's happened in the last few minutes, uh, we've now had oh. the official announcement of her funeral, which is taking place next Monday. There's going to be a minute's silence next Sunday night. Oh, it is on a Monday. Uh, at okay. 8 o'clock. I have a gig. I've got like a metal gig on Monday and I'm really worried it's going to get cancelled. No, they won't. They won't cancel. I it, really hope no, not. No way. Anyway, uh, the queen is now lying at rest at the Palace of Holyrood House in Edinburgh. Oh, she's
0: still in Scotland. Oh, yeah, Operation Unicorn only kicks in on, like, day three or four or whatever. It's right,
1: like... right. So she, she's going to be taken to St. Giles Cathedral in the city. Oh, it's been that Where long. there will be a service of remembrance, and then mourners will be allowed to pay their respects. I don't think she's going to be in Edinburgh for very long.
0: No, no. I'm
1: pretty sure it's just, like, a whistle-stop tour. She arrived there last night after coming down in a um, big yeah. convoy, and... People
0: lined the, the roads and waves. Well, was it the royal train? No, no, no. It was cars. Or Was it, was it on roads? No, road? it was cars, yeah. Oh, they didn't do trains, so it wasn't no, she sure, unicorns. She's, she's, right.
1: she's getting the train today, I'm sure. It's either today or it's it's early tomorrow. Oh, is that unicorn? Uh, and she'll be on the she, train. <laughs> she loved trains, that Queen did. And she will... <laughs> get down to London, and then there will be four days where she is in, I want to say, Westminster Abbey? Yeah, something like that. Lying in state. Now, I can't remember, James. Does this mean that the coffin is
0: open? Well, I'm going to assume it's closed coffin. I would presume it's closed as well. But anyway. I don't think we do the open coffin stuff here, but... No, no.
1: Do it in Russia. So four days in London, and people will be queuing and queuing and queuing, I keep seeing the number two hundred thousand because that's how many turned up for the Queen Mother in two thousand and two, wow. which I vaguely remember. Wait, in
0: Edinburgh, and, and I
1: suspect it'll be much more. No, London. Okay, oh my god, London is going to be dead. <laughs> wait, sorry, uh, London's going to be mobbed. There we go. London, it will be, and I'm sure the numbers will be far higher for uh, Queen Lizzie as people file past a queue. Uh, pay their respects.
0: The city is going to shut down. Public transport will be dead. Streets will be dead. Yep. They won't. You won't be able to do anything. Uh, they're going to run out of food. They're going to have really bad water struggles. Like, and I haven't even read these parts of the news, but I'm betting that's what the news is saying.
1: Well, they, they definitely have, have talked about uh, you, you travel and that it's going to be massively <laughs> disrupted because everyone is going to try and get there.
0: They're going to have to. They're going to have to turn to London is. Cl- closed signs. Well, like, yeah. not, like turn around a welcome to London sign. Just, nah, we're <laughs> closed. Yeah,
1: so there's, um. Th- again, we're recording this on Monday afternoon. There are crowds as far as the eye can see on the ro- uh, Royal Mile in Edinburgh oh uh, with my people. Goodness. Queuing alongside these barriers outside the cathedral as they wait to yeah. pay their respects. So,
0: well, how many people are waiting to pay their respects, and how many people are just there for the spectacle? Right. So, because I don't really respect either thing for myself, I wouldn't do either. Okay. So, I, I, and we went to Buckingham Palace on the Thursday night
1: because for me, yeah, it was a historic moment. You spectacle in our lives, which will probably only happen, yeah. let's say, another once, uh, maybe twice. <laughs> And considering it was the the, the monarch who has reigned, <laughs> that was just so funny. It's reigned for my entire life. Even though, yep, yeah, she does <laughs> means absolutely nothing. Yeah, it was a moment in history. She's been on the stamps. And so we went, we went along uh, to to how long? Maybe five minutes. All right, just to like stand and be like, okay, we were there. We looked, we looked at all the candles and the people crying. How close did you and get? And then we we went back and we uh, bought some alcohol. So. For us, though, it was that sense of out, though, right? wanting to just see it because it was a moment in history, and I'm sure for a lot of these people and the ones who lined the streets or stood on motorway overpasses as the cars went past yesterday, it it perhaps wasn't so much a fawning, "Oh, I can't believe the Queen is dead," it was big moment, "Oh, this is a moment in history, and I want to see it. I want to be part of it." Yeah, and I think that's I think that's valid.
0: Well, it's valid, yeah. I I say I don't don't do those moments things myself, but the spectacle thing I I hope is the majority, because if we have hundreds of thousands of people brought to their knees in grief over the death of old lady, like, two billion, I'm worried for the world. But I always am worried for the world, and I think there is a lot to look into it the deification of of the royal family here right, right. as a source of so, why we should still be concerned as a nation for what is possible to do to us
1: so talking of the deification this is one thing i do want to talk about when this was announced on thursday and it's still somewhat true at the moment everything on the bbc went dark so for example yeah. hearts were playing Uh, A a Turkish team in the Europa League and I was uh, realising that there was this live text commentary if I really wanted to follow along and then the Queen died about uh, half past six or that was when it was announced and suddenly the live commentary said the Queen's died, this commentary will now end and it did no matter for... (laughs) Like, how hard you tried to find <laughs> any other story or about anything yeah. on the BBC, whether that was the app, whether that was the website. Yeah. Didn't matter. Everything had become yep. the Queen
0: has died. It was so very, so very British.
1: And this day, yes. has been the case. and All the football got cancelled over the weekend as well, even though, you know, rugby and cricket and golf and everything still happened. Everything was covered in d- dead Queen... Uh, news stories, articles, obituaries, opinion pieces, and honestly, I did not care. I just wanted to see what else is happening in the world, what's happening in Ukraine, what's happening in the States, what's happening in business, football, anything. And I could not find it because suddenly everything on the BBC just was about, oh, the Queen's died. What about the people who thought, okay, thanks for telling me, what's the weather in Wiltshire tomorrow? I know.
0: What about them? Well, the weather's the weather it isn't doing tomorrow. Is so at <laughs> least the Met Office isn't. Well, I kind of is. The Met Office is shut down. It's like predictions. <laughs> right. the future is not allowed anymore.
1: <laughs> so that annoyed me. And I know it annoyed a lot of people who I am either friends with or... Yeah. I'm, I'm aware of how they felt about uh, the Queen.
0: I mean, but we, we also knew it was going
1: to happen, right? Right. We did. We did. But now it's also the knock-on effect of that. So, for example, in London on the Friday, loads of stuff was, was closed just because, you know, mark a respect, fair enough. But then there are other things, like I saw on social media today... The bike racks in the city of Norwich are out of action until the 20th of of (laughs) September as a mark of respect.
0: That's totally fake. There's no way it's real. No, it's legit. That's legit. I saw it and I just I cannot believe that it's actually real. They must just, just put your bike there and see what happens. They actually have to put more effort into removing the bike than they would have to just make it... Like, I don't know, paint a little bit of a black.
1: And this is where, and I I feel like we are yet to get to a point where people, or, or perhaps organizations and uh, businesses are yet to get to a point of saying, is it okay that we just continue on? And maybe, yeah, sure, we will close on the day of the funeral, yeah. but other than that, life goes on,
0: because this is, it's just getting to a point of being silly. Well the BBC is getting on technically, they're just not allowed to do comedy because comedy is disrespectful apparently um so we've we've haven't made any jokes on the podcast for the same reason. I'm sorry, right, but, but right. it's a different feel today um so like it's it's just it's about these weird decisions of uh, people in places of power trying to show everyone that they also have great feelings of respect and that they are wielding their power to so we like, must also be whoever sad. is in charge of bikes in Norwich. If it is real, it's just some random person who's the head of bikes in Norwich. And they're like, oh, my goodness, how do I use my position? It's it's a a position that got voted for by the people. I I must wield my power to show respect for the Queen. And they just panicked and did a stupid thing. And that will be reflected across tons of businesses. um, And then tons of other ones will be like, nah, capitalism, boys. Let's put the Queen on the mugs. And, I just, and and then there's people like us who just don't care. Is there a, a
1: part where we just have to sit through this and, and wait until I mean, yeah, the, you know, the day after the funeral?
0: The whole 10-day operation of Queen Death till Queen Buried has been public knowledge for a long time. So we knew we've all known the timeline well enough to realize that we're going to have this stupidly long period of a crippled nation, but we just went through that for a legitimate reason for two whole years. So we can manage 10 days of the fake version of that easy peasy, but we can also reflect on why it is, why it matters. Why are we volunteering to have a crippled nation for 10 days? Why are we volunteering to have a a, a monarchy who, whenever the, first, the one in charge dies, we actually lo- lose some esteem on the world stage <laughs> every single time. Yep. All of these things. This is a chance to... It's like, I, I don't think any... Well, I, again, I, I speak as somebody who mostly just doesn't go places and do things. I don't think any of the profound effects of the Queen dying are too huge, except the fact that London's going to be too full and might actually shut down. Right. Um, it is a very short time compared to what we went through with pandemic and such other legitimate struggles. This little illegitimate struggle is just a moment to think, do we need to be volunteering for these extra struggles, or could we just decide to not have them, let's say, by abolishing the monarchy and stuff okay. like okay. that?
1: It was also, though, the way that several of these uh, media outlets pivoted from what they were talking about to the Queen. So I believe it was Clive Myrie on the BBC Oh yeah. Who was going from a story about the cost of living crisis, about the energy uh, price cap, and uh, then they they moved quickly to this breaking news, and, and it was something like, "and now we we move from the energy price cap, which seems totally
0: insignificant now, as we go to the
1: oh, sad yeah, news yeah. at
0: Balmoral." Get, get rid of that subjective nonsense, please. You the news, and I
1: thought, "What you're just d- diminishing something which is affecting." literally affecting every single person in this country and to the extent that many people will die to go to the story of an an old woman dying (laughs) and that apparently is, is, is so much more significant
0: than uh, the cost of living
1: that to me that was
0: uh. we've been through a crisis big enough to trivialize the death of the queen and there's another one coming up the energy crisis trivializes the death of the queen It is insulting if any of the media are trying to act like the queen's death is more significant than the upcoming energy crisis and the fact that they are but i'm sure a lot of people do feel that way well some people do but it's 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 a cult and i've alluded to this already it's a it's a kim jong il situation he died north korea all wept they all gathered at the palace and cried they had a state burial after some cer- some ceremonial amount of time you know all of these steps and as and the whole of the uk is looking on there and going like what what kind of backwards country it treats their leader like this and then the queen dies and look yeah right and it's the same and then hey it's just the queen it's a figurehead it's meaningless it's fine for everyone to feel like this because the queen is harmless and stuff but no she does wield political power we know that so hey she's not harmless and also if you compare it to what's happened in america with the the deification of pol- a political figure like trump we are not very far away from just being an entire cult of a country like North Korea, if we are w- if we are able to go through things like this with the Queen, and America's able to go through things like that with Trump, put those two things together, it doesn't seem too impossible for us to be a backwards nation who does care more about the life of our leaders than right. a whole energy crisis. But, but I would... So it ar- is scary.
1: I would argue, though, that there is much more apathy about the Queen's death than the media would portray.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: What I'm seeing on the BBC is that this is the whole nation has gathered together and is is uh, absolutely forlorn over the death of, of Queen Liz. Yeah, now, it's, a, it's propaganda, yeah. I am sh- as I've said, I know people who are very upset about this. However, it is a minority. The vast majority, and again, it may well just be my friends, my family, people I am I talk to, yeah. who are, I would say, indifferent. They'd say, of course, it's sad. And yeah, maybe she was nice. Life goes on. Maybe. However, the reflection is, in the media, is that everyone is just falling apart at the seams and the nation needs some steady hands to steer us through this these dark days. You know, we,
0: Nonsense. We mustn't ask for any change at this tough moment. We should just stick with what we have, nation, while things are tough. And Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> And I believe that we are yet to get to a point where people are comfortable, particularly those in uh, positions of of power or authority, where we're able to say, okay, this is very sad, but can we please just move on and leave this, as you say, deification? of a 96-year-old woman yeah, and just leave it behind. Because it, it was something which in the 16th and 17th century, and I was seeing, again, TikTok is a terrible place for, for this sorts of information, but it was saying something like, oh, King Charles I, he dissolved Parliament. King Charles II, he dissolved Parliament. And at that point, and I was like, what's King Charles III going to do? And I said, look, <laughs> at the time when those kings were ruling in the 16th yeah, and 17th yeah, century, the king was yeah. the person in charge. They were the ones calling the shots. But now, four hundred years later, there is zero need for an unelected well, was person who is born into
0: a position which somehow makes them better than all of us. I mean, yeah, that's the main. They're thing. better than you. If if anybody, there's no need for if that. anybody who is listening. I'm not trying to convince you to change your minds and stuff. I just, I don't get it. This is somebody who, just by being born, was given their. <laughs> They're godhood let's say because it genuinely is people are treating this like they are yeah ah inhuman being why are you buying into it i don't get it why why bother caring about it when it is something that through tradition and other meaningless things was decided for you and you're like okay yeah i choose to allow this decision to be made for me you were born and given nothing, they were born, and given everything, and neither of your births was more special than the other. So why are we treating it like one was, and why when the whole life is led and they die, and they don't die of some tragedy, are we treating it like it's a tragedy? It's not. She just died. It wasn't tragic. At all.
1: (laughs) And it's also then, the the only dissenting voices I've seen have been from people of of colonised countries. Yeah, of course. So professors and other Into all entire nations from the likes of uh Antigua or Barbados or Jamaica or all, you know anywhere South Africa as Australia where yeah, Canada places, as well
0: places where the pain that we caused as a nation and that the monarchy caused <laughs> is still felt right the pain is still there and and they were making the point that okay sure the queen
1: wasn't the the hand Coming down to enforce all these terrible yeah. things. and but She was the figurehead. She was the figurehead. She represented that. And she represented a... Yeah, she wasn't the coins that we made them use. <laughs> uh, indeed. A time that should be left
0: long in the past, yeah. but for whatever reason, uh, yeah. continues. And continues to have an impact on these people. Yeah, and if she thought it was bad, and she didn't want to be the figurehead of it she had all the power in the world to not be the figurehead of it so she elected to keep being the figurehead of all of these things and yes the empire did dissolve Hmm. (laughs) i think as far as the collapse of the uk empire partially under this monarch all we did was we let go of sinking nations and told them to deal with the problems we made for them right they might some of them some of them did uh, vote to leave and all of this great stuff, and yeah, they deserved it. Yep. But when they leave, <laughs> we should give them all the help they need to regain everything we took from them while they were under the empire. All the all the bad things, to put it lightly, that happened under previous monarchs. The queen should have been working for the rest of her life to give all of that back if she didn't want to be the figurehead of the pain and the suffering. But she didn't do any of that and therefore she is the figurehead of the pain and the suffering. (laughs) So she's not a good person. Right. So that's my point is that she had
1: the ability, and Charles and William and George and all the other ones who come after them, yeah. will have the power to say, you know what, actually, I don't feel there's a need for the monarch anymore. Well, not even that, yeah. Uh, or even what? Even if that's not the most extreme step, even if it's a case of, okay, we have to undo all the things that were done yeah. in the name of the British Empire in the past, yeah. uh, whatever those reparations look like, yeah. I will take those actions. Now, the pushback to that is people would say, oh no, the Queen wouldn't be allowed to do that. Why not? Why <laughs> not? Yeah, she would. <laughs> she is she, the queen. Yep, <laughs> or was the queen. Like, and King Charles is now the king. If he decides that he no longer wants to represent A, B, and C, or if the British Empire, yeah, or t- needed to do more to we got an empire still, yeah, say sorry for all the terrible things they've done, he could do it because he's the king. So this he idea of no, oh, was of trapped. Influence. Yeah, the queen was trapped. Absolute nonsense.
0: Yeah, no, it's just, it's just, uh, it's just cope to try and forgive. It's just people grasping onto something they can't. You don't get to ignore the stuff that the Queen did that was evil just because you liked like Christmas messages and stuff like that.
1: A couple other points before we move on to to Charles. One other issue was this idea that the Queen never had a day off. She always (laughs) she worked until she was ninety six. And, and She lived that long, so she can't have. And, 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 for example, she was you know better than all of us. All three of those things, totally wrong. Yeah. Because the Queen has never had to, for example, work a 16-hour day and then decide, oh, hold on, I need to go to Tesco and find whatever yeah. discounted microwave meal I need to have for my dinner, get a wet yep. bus home... Run to your your home and then chuck this terrible meal into the microwave. Have your dinner at quarter to midnight. Yeah. and then get up at five a m and do it all again. Yeah. I was really. She does, doesn't need to wash her dishes. Never need to put on a washing and hang up the clothes and check yeah. the energy meters. Well, I mean, her legal team or she what, what, did. But anyway, <laughs> any any of these things, she
0: was she was checking though. She was she was checking to see if her costs went up because she wanted to benefit from the no costs go up deals that she could wrangle for herself.
1: Any of the things that we do as normal people in this country or around the world, yeah. the Queen never had to do, yeah. And so this idea that she worked every single day did not, she did not work. That is, no. again,
0: nonsense. Again, like, she did not work. She she toured the world having nice dinners fed to her, getting free outfits. Shaking and hands. Shaking hands with people. Sometimes she didn't like those people. Oh no, what a horrible job. <laughs> um, but no, she also got paraded around the world getting treated like a god in the nations. Yep in disgusting ways very often uh, in taking with photos horrible amounts of ceremony um and and, and, and also uh, adorned in things that that we stole from those nations very often also true well usually that stuff is all the ceremonial stuff that gets left at home but they did they have made those mistakes several times as the monarchy um but no i would love to i would love to compare the thing that i don't quite have in my head that i want to figure out the Queen was there during wartime, right? And therefore she must she must be respected. Anyone who's who's there during the war, she wow, they're d- the d- best. Right. Um, I want to know the quality of life of her at the worst, which I'm assuming is wartime queen. Well, wartime princess. Okay. Um, compared to like the average quality of life of the working class today. And I- we have <laughs> technologies and things that are better you know sure we've got toilets maybe she maybe she had an outhouse for all i know they still had an outhouse at the palace uh, <laughs> i would like to compare the wartime queen quality of life like did she eat 12 meals a day back then D- 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 like she had, she had a whole household staff still, she might have done some engineering and stuff like that, built a, a jeep or two, but d- like, was her life still better yes. than, than the average person now? And I bet it was. Uh,
1: so, <laughs> to get away from this idea that yes, the Queen and her role was so self-sacrificial that we must owe her a duty of thanks. Nonsense. No. I know that's my go-to word, but It's it is, it's, it is just nonsense. Because yeah, all no, of us any
0: one of... would have traded our lives yeah. for hers in an instant. Well, the only thing that I wouldn't have done... Uh, would have been being a celebrity, but that sucks in general. But if I was going to be any celebrity, it would definitely be a royal. Okay. Easiest life. Unless you're Meghan Markle. Sorry, yeah. So I'm white, so it would be easy for me to be a royal, whereas <laughs> the racists okay. come after people like Markle, yes. And this other idea... So I just to rub that one into anyone out there who happens to have stumbled across the podcast and is a racist. I don't think we have any of those. <laughs> <laughs> the other idea, none that we know of. The other final thing I
1: want to talk about, because all of this is tied into this deification. Oh, it's disgusting! Of what was an old an old woman whose death is no more tragic than anybody else's in the UK, and actually less so. Well, and than way those more who expensive will die this year. <laughs> that too, but it's it's also this idea that yes, the Queen was whiter than white. No, that she was yeah, no. flawless. That she was this perfect example of of uh, how to be uh, a human being. And again, that's a lie because if we and as we have talked about on this show for years, the things that the Queen or the Buckingham Palace were doing to get around certain laws, to get, for example, writing to the UK government to ask if they could use the 15 million pound poverty fund. Yeah to pay for the heating bills in Buckingham Palace because they were going up. Which or is very recent. writing for uh, Buckingham Palace to be exempt from greenhouse gas emissions yeah. because all the heating stuff is very old-fashioned. And so, yeah, the Queen needs an exemption. Or the £12 million of taxpayers' money she used to defend her son, Prince Andrew, and all the terrible things he's done. Yeah. The list goes on and on. And that's why, again, this idea that she was this lovely, perfect woman. No, no, no. She, wanted,
0: she wanted her. She and wanted her Jews. And it's
1: feeding into the deification of a woman.
0: Yeah. A, just a normal woman, just like you and I. Yeah, who was trained from her youth to be a robot. And like, I I hope that we can abolish the monarchy and a big part so that these people can be normal. But they'll never be normal. Wait, right, right,
1: hold on, hold on. You say abolish the monarchy. That's it's just not going to happen, is it? I don't know because there is there's not enough of these dissenting voices. And okay, lo and behold, cease operators against the monarchy. Yeah, Uh, another newsgrass is green, but also it's not just going to be like the occasional person who says, oh yeah, the monarchy needs to go. Know. Because we don't have enough people, people who share that view. And I believe I believe there are loads of people who share that view, but it's not being said, and particularly not being said just days yeah. after she's died. It
0: will be though. I don't think Charles has and that's where Charles comes popularity in. compared to Queen. He wasn't there during the war, really, for example. Uh, right. All of these things that the Queen had in her benefit Charles doesn't. He's inherited a a poisoned monarchy. The monarchy has always been poison. People have always disliked it. And I think it right now is more poisoned than ever because the only redeemable person in it is dead. Okay. so redeemable that people thought she was good, right? (laughs) Uh, And now we got Charles, who people already don't like. People like William and Kate, though. People like William and Kate. They're just young. And and they're running out of that as as fast as I am. Um... (laughs) so like the the, the I, I think we will see over the again it will be years because right now people aren't talking about it we got even people like Corbin are eulogizing the Queen because of course they are Any and if I was a public figurehead I would have had to eulogize the Queen instead of make some really bad jokes on a, on a stream right um Right, but we will see that flip where it won't just be people who are irrelevant like me or comedians who are trying who can trivialize it. It won't just be people in foreign nations who can trivialize it. Uh, we will be able to see the more significant abolish monarchy messages coming out over time, and I do think that Charles is lack of popularity will make at least most people apathetic and therefore it will be a legitimate debate because they will be able to be, be convinced rather than them just being in cult queen, which they were, which is scary.
1: <laughs> so you, just to bring this to a close, the funeral is happening on Monday and Charles is now king. He's officially king. Did all yeah, the, yeah,
0: yeah. He signed some papers and he things. He signed the
1: papers. He did the parliamentary thing and some video of him went viral looking very annoyed at uh, the servants who were not moving the ink as he went to sign this important document yeah. and it does yeah, no, if, it does allude to the fact though that if he just
0: changed his face a little bit i could have empathized with him <laughs> cuz he's not allowed to move that stuff that is the procedure Indeed. right anyway yeah he it does allude to the fact
1: though that he is less popular and so does that have an impact i think it's too early to say if that has an impact on how people feel about the monarchy because it is still so raw but if yeah, it,
0: it will it will for sure, right.
1: guarantee hundred percent. But if we see, for example, if Charles decides to be perhaps more vocal than the Queen was on certain issues, you know, the Queen was always oh, going to praise for her dignified silence even though that was
0: totally unhelpful in many important issues. She just used the back channels (laughs) for the things that she wanted to gain from. Some people have (laughs) said,
1: you know, Charles is much more
0: outspoken about the environment. Yeah, but that was when he didn't matter. Now he matches, he won't be allowed to. So
1: do you think that kind of
0: thing will continue? I mean, I hope he is uh, environmentally forward in his messages. If we're going to have to have a king and we're going to have to have all of these speeches and stupid things that are really just again there are really just the deification of someone irrelevant i hope it's going to be somebody who says good things like hey let's stop burning stuff and start building windmills you know easy stuff like that very basic stuff okay <laughs> um but uh, and that'll be the one the one downside is that the one time that maybe getting rid of the monarchy seems strong is also getting rid of a public green voice it will be 0.1% upset about that because there are other people who do do a whole lot more pro-environment than he will ever do (laughs) because they are limited in what they can publicly say and instead they just wield their influence through back channels, through friends and connections and all of that disgusting stuff that all the rich people do and these people are just rich like the rest. Mm. Richer than the rest as well. It's crazy. And we still pay them.
1: If you, dear listener, have any other... Opinion on anything we've said about the queen or the king or the monarchy generally, you can do so. Ceaseoperatedgmail.com. Would love to hear some other thoughts, whether that
0: is uh, from within the UK or outside of it. Yeah. No, like, yeah. The queen died. I'm sure people close to her are legitimately sad. Yep. I think anybody that isn't close to her who is sad, that is valid, but I don't think it's, like, justified, which is important. And I think anybody closer who is sad needs to question why. Because I think you've been manipulated your whole life, and it's a shame. And it sucks that there's a bunch of people feeling really big emotions that they've been manipulated into feeling. Fair enough. But yeah, her family's sad. Most of them maybe are humans. That's, that's a shame. Whenever anyone dies, it's a shame for the people who, who are hurt. Okay, James, shall we talk about the new prime minister? Ah, uh, yes. Let's talk about <laughs> the saviour of the nation. She's already borrowing tons of mm. money to save us. From one Liz to another. In brightening in the future Liz again. Liz
1: Truss is the new British prime, Min- <laughs> prime minister. Uh sentence I I'm never just thought saying, I'd
0: say. I'm just saying. She visited the queen. The queen dies. Pretty sure the crown got lost in the mix. I think she's got it. She made. We'll find out in the next few days. She's gonna. She's gonna. She's gonna sit down in that chair in Parliament with that scepter and stuff, and she's gonna do the the royal thing, and nobody's gonna question it. And we're gonna have the new queen.
1: Anyway, not much has happened since her appointment because of uh, this minor story we've just talked about. I
0: know Queen, queen, queen dies, so we're not allowed a government for two weeks.
1: <laughs> it's true. <laughs> So t- to get to the uh, the brass tax, first of all, Liz was uh, the announced the winner of the Tory leadership contest. One hundred and forty thousand votes were cast. Can't believe it. Out of a you know UK population of sixty million,
0: and you know what? <laughs> BBC didn't dress up in black for that, and it's way more tragic.
1: <laughs> Indeed, eighty thousand of those votes went to Liz. Sixty thousand went to Rishi, which was closer than some people had uh, guessed. We predicted, it. we called it. You heard it here first. That Liz was going to win, and she did. So, wow, yeah. Despite the fact that, uh, yes, 002 0. percent 0. of the population voted yep. in the. That's ele- how it works. <laughs> in this, uh, leadership it's election. A good, strong democracy. We
0: have a new prime minister. So the only thing. Nah, we don't. We don't elect our figureheads. It still is democratic. It's just I'm salty as all. It,
1: the only it's thing that has been announced so far is the. Energy costs and Liz's promise to deal with them and to yeah, cut taxes. So uh, she talked about this plan, which was going to be announced <laughs> on Thursday. That's so
0: stupid! I can't believe it. But it
1: did sort of get lost in the mix. But the main headline is that she wants to freeze energy bills yeah. at two and a half thousand pounds. Now at the moment, yeah. So the, the new cap, yeah. The we're currently at nineteen hundreds, and as we talked about in the last episode, this was said to go up to three. half thousand,
0: yeah. So this cap would take it to two and a half, which is yeah, kind of in the middle, but still, it's fine, it's good. Well Uh, done. uh, If 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 the Conservatives said they did that and they had a good plan on how, I'd be thoroughly in support compared to their old positions.
1: But this is this is the part where it begins to fall apart because how does this going to how's this going to work? And that's where uh, we are (sighs) yet to have the the real
0: detail. No, we we know enough. They are going to borrow the money, okay, from the from the bank. And then we're gonna to have to repay it as the taxpayer. Well, so they're saving us money now so that we can pay it back in the future. So what they're doing, once again, may I point out, as the Conservatives, is saving everyone money, especially the rich people, because they're gonna cut taxes, uh-huh. uh huh. Mostly by borrowing money, which the Conservatives say there is no magic money tree, but wow, they found another Apparently one again. There is. Um, And then who pays it back? We do. The current generation of workers and the next one. So once again, boomer benefit, retiree benefit, old people benefit, rich people benefit, and our future is indebted again. And we didn't didn't choose that. And the majority of young people don't vote Tory, so they didn't even vote for it. And yet again, we are the ones that are going to be paying for this. Right. So, sometime in the future, it's
1: understood then that these big energy firms would get government backed loans, as you say, James. They would get money from
0: somewhere and they would then use this money while they have record profits. Indeed, may we remind everyone to freeze
1: or lower customer bills, and the loans will then be repaid from our bills over the next 10, 20 years. So, um, Those energy bills ain't going down at at all. No. Say bye-bye to your 50 quid a month gas and
0: electricity, because it's a thing of the past. And then the profits will remain
1: exactly as they were. Yeah, I will be paying these... these, uh, We will all be doing this until the early 2040s, and
0: that's only if things continue on as they are. Yeah, granted, uh, people only pay tax if they're earning enough to pay tax, so technically... It's a little different because if you aren't earning enough to pay your taxes, you probably are spending all your money on things like essential living and you aren't earning more than 12K. So some people are going to benefit from this. The very lowest of the lowest are going to benefit. But it doesn't help them. It just kind of keeps them on a plateau of, well, if this happens again in 20 years, hey, <laughs> you better hope we'd help you that time. Right. So
1: you mentioned the the profits and that's where Sir Keir Stormer pmqs on wednesday raised the issue with liz and said hey under this plan and there was an adjacent plan about electricity these firms are going to make hundreds of billions of pounds Mm -hmm. over the next 10 20 years taxes i did wonder when they announced this plan when they talked about how to deal with energy bills to start with there was a lot of agreement from the likes of scottish power and from other big weird firms, and I thought that's very, that's very strange.
0: Yeah, weird. Because it's almost like it doesn't harm them at all, or something.
1: <laughs> right, because you would think that if you were. Telling these energy firms, "Hey, you can only charge customers X amount of yeah, money." No, 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 no. They would, they would be like, "Well, absolutely not," because that's going to hurt our bottom line. But it's—they all sounded, you know, what this is a good idea. Yeah, almost yeah. as if they will make a lot of money out of this. And uh, Sir almost was, like it
0: was bringing that up. Their idea, because it's strange that Liz Truss and her leadership bid got quite a few donations from people linked to the oil and energy industries. Mm. Hmm, it's almost like she had a intent to kind of keep their businesses steady as they go and the rest of us suffering. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, in the wake of Liz Truss becoming the Prime Minister, we also had... Uh, I, I'm
0: I'm implying she got bribed, Colin, and she did. I, I, I got that. I'm sure the listeners did too. I anyway. just had to say it loud. I'm, I'm doing the game of thrones experience it is a
1: public bribe though because those donations get published and everyone can see
0: oh (laughs) that makes it okay (laughs)
1: yeah that's fine that's totally fine that you got uh, several hundred thousand pounds (laughs)
0: from a head of bp that's totally fine you got money from businesses that your policies are benefiting wow that's okay though because we know
1: (laughs) (laughs) anyway we also had, uh, yes, yeah, some people standing down. So say goodbye to Shitty Chatel. she is no longer Home Secretary. But you and know what? Also, hold on. Also,
0: Nadine Doris is gone as oh, yeah. Culture Secretary. Uh, both who is very confident and new words. Yes,
1: both. <laughs> yes, both have gone. They've said that they would give mistrust their support from the back benches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: I fail to remember
1: who the new Home Secretary is. I know Quasi-Corting.
0: Uh, Braverman? Oh, maybe it is Braverman, yeah. Brev? Bra- yeah, I don't remember the actual surname there. Suella. She's I actually am. potentially more evil than Mattel <laughs> was. Okay, we'll have to find is not a, a good suitably terrible nickname for her. If you were going to replace Mattel with anybody, yeah, it, it is Suela. I think she's already come out to say that they will reduce channel crossings to zero. Interesting. <laughs> under the new regime, Suela Deville. <laughs> so, oh, nice. So they really, uh, they really are just a uh, continuation of the previous, uh, um, you know, methods and okay. and uh, messaging.
1: And then we've got Quasi Quarting as the new chancellor, who I believe is, and I, I will need to check this, the first black cabinet minister
0: ever. I will need to check that. Potential, yeah. But that's, I mean... Yeah, potential. We've only had conservatives for a long time, so <laughs> it makes sense if there's been none. Yeah, uh, I mean, good for him, but um, still a Tory. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, I think the conservatives came out to be all like, this is the most diverse cabinet that has ever existed. And it's like, well, yeah, diversity is great and all when people can actually be inspired by it. But if you just got a bunch of people benefiting the rich, (laughs) it doesn't really make a positive difference who's doing the benefiting of the rich and who's doing the stamping on the poor. The poor are still just having a foot stamping on them. They can't really see beyond the sole of the shoe. Sorry, it's the first black chancellor. Okay, I was like... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, okay. First Mike Chancellor makes more sense. Yeah, and they yeah. are. The they're, they're Conservatives are coming out very much with all of these things. of. of and it kills, it kills the discussion of diversity because legitimate pushes for good, diverse uh, leadership in, in all industries and in all uh, rooms is very important. But when the Conservatives come out with, with the news to cover up all of the crap they're doing, that, hey, but we're diverse at least. It kind of kills the discussion.
1: <laughs> well, it, it's also things people, this article here, which is, uh, in fairness, from The Spectator, which says, quasi uh, Quartang, the first blank chancellor, and it's really no big deal. Like, even the fact you have exactly. to say that, it is a big deal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So they, they're trying to do it. They're trying to get the woke points while also making the racists not too upset. <laughs> right. Let's let's talk about then
1: Liz Truss. We, we will find out more about her and uh, what she plans for government in the next oh, few weeks. Days. Is she the person to fix Britain? No.
0: <laughs> Why not? Well, okay. Her primary policies are all based around making the wealthy more wealthy so that money trickles down. The you know the classic, yep. the the completely debunked uh, economic method at this point. It was seen as legitimate when it wasn't tested at all, and it was seen as promising when you know the rich people wanted it to be promising. So all of the rich people media was saying, "Hey, trickle down economics, it will actually work, make people rich, and then they'll pay you good too." Turns out they don't. They just keep their money and they make their money make more money for themselves. Um, and now Truss's policy is the same. It's just like, hey, you know, we'll put less of a tax burden on rich people and we'll give them more benefits. And, you know, actually, while we're doing that, we'll, we'll, we'll make the poor people pay for it a bit more subtly. And we'll see maybe, maybe everything will be good if we just do this. And maybe it will all work out if we just keep doing a thing that has been debunked by everyone of our brain. So no, she's not going to save the nation because she's relying on policies that have already been proving to not work.
1: It's also the fact that, as we talked about recently, in the, the lead-up to her leadership victory, she said a whole host of just offensive stuff about her fellow elected leaders. We talked about what she said about Sturgeon. D- do you remember she said uh, she was asked about Emmanuel Macron, the French uh, president? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, oh, yeah, we <laughs> might not be their friends and stuff.
1: The, yeah, the audience was said OK, the audience question was, friend or foe? And Rishi said, Friend and Trust said something like the jury is still out. Hey, who can who can say? <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course Macron said what Yeah, she's an an idiot you for real. Either. And now she's a Prime Minister.
0: Her money policies are based around the debunk stuff. And then her international policies are and her well, most of the rest of her opinions are based around whatever's popular in right wing spheres, which right now is, you know, mega racism. <laughs> except in the UK, so MABA. Actually they still call it MAGA. They still they still want America to be great and they still Trump it's still Trump. And they would vote for Trump if they could, but they can't, so it's it's trust. Um so it is it's just she she's again it, representing a bunch of people who have a lot of money and a lot of power and who have realized that dividing everyone into the groups and calling out everyone who has any opinion that is good walk. It dismisses them and it keeps you enough with just enough power to be significant. They've got just enough of the vote to make it through another election. All of that stuff. Um, so she is going to be a horrible divider in the nation. She will be a figurehead of a bunch of people who make it impossible to work with the Tories on anything, Right, and then the Tories will blame everybody else for not working with them.
1: The only thing I would add to all this before we, we move on, because time is, is going, is also a lot of old videos that have surfaced of Liz Truss, both as a student for the Lib Dems, uh, calling on the the monarchy to be abolished, Uh but also as a young
0: Conservative MP giving a speech very poorly. Well, she can't talk. I saw saw her. I've seen her talk and she can't.
1: There's a couple of insights from that. The first seems to be that she is bereft of any sort of political conviction uh, other than being in charge, considering that, yeah, she's swung pretty heavily... From yeah, abolish the monarchy for the Lib Dems, and and speaking out against the Conservatives, to now being uh, a prime minister yeah, for power, the Conservative yeah. Party. Now, I appreciate people can change. No, but yeah, she but, can. She doesn't have opinions, right? Also, the fact that she has been a member of the governments that have failed this country for the past twelve years, the much um, talked about photography skills slash modeling that she seemed to be more interested in than actual oh yeah international diplomacy that uh, she took up as foreign secretary. And this point here, as we talked about with uh, the likes of uh, Patel and uh, Doris being shown the door, she has now surrounded herself... But
0: yeah, that's what Boris did as well.
1: ...only with people who supported her, rather than including even a single politician who supported her defeated rival Rishi Sunak. She's just gone with all the people who like her, rather than the best people for the job. It just seems like a really obvious thing right. to
0: not do. Yeah, but everything the Tories do she didn't. is pretty much really obviously wrong and they still do right, it. No, right, but you see, you see what I mean though. Like she she isn't a person who has who has who has her own thoughts and opinions. She just wanted to be powerful. Her entire life she wanted to be significant. And she will say whatever it takes and in this case it is taking the money from the oil people to fund a campaign. It is taking right-wing talking points to make you popular amongst uh racists, to make you popular amongst people who don't like equality, uh to make you popular amongst phobes of all kind and then uh working with whoever is is happy to work with her. She doesn't she doesn't care who it is. She just cares that they supported her. So yeah, it's, just, it's none of it surprising and it is very much a depiction of what the Tory party has become and they'll do it again if they have the chance. They will keep scraping the barrel lower and lower they've dug past any of the barrel's contents and they're picking up the barrel itself um from the from the inside digging their nails into that grime and here we have her she's the grime in the nails of the person who's like reached into the bottom of the barrel and they will reach further the next time they have to which will be soon if we're lucky right if we're unlucky she'll hold on until we have to have an election and she'll have we'll put it, years to destroy the nation and benefit herself and her rich friends. Right. We'll, we'll put it this way.
1: We have an economy which is uh, battling against inflation, the cost of living crisis, energy bills soaring, COVID, which I'm sure will be back this winter, an NHS, which is falling apart, stagnant wages, strikes across the country, Ukraine, uh, the Queen dying, and the person we have in charge
0: is Liz Truss. Yeah, and she can't do anything. Are we reassured... Um, yeah. Um, I mean, if if, if I I agree with borrowing money and investing it 100%. What I don't agree with is borrowing money and putting it in the pockets of private companies who are already making record profits. She she can't even borrow money the right way. So there's no hope for us with all of those other crises going on. We are potentially going to see the sell-off of the NHS ramp up, which will be harmful. And hopefully NHS Scotland can stay away from all of that.
1: Okay, one more story to talk about before we finish with something lighter. Let's talk about Ukraine. The news coming out of Kharkiv is that the military says its forces have retaken over a thousand square miles off Ukrainian territory during a, uh, a rapid counter-offensive in the east of the country. That would mean then that uh, if that is accurate, the gains that the Ukrainian army had uh, begun to take yeah. on Thursday has, has trebled in a matter of a couple of days. Yeah, President Zelensky, uh, in a public address, he put that figure at 1,000 square kilometers on the Thursday. It was 2,000 by Saturday. Yeah, uh, These are yet to be verified, but all the stories, videos, photos yes. seem to show that the Russian forces have been retreating. And even the Russian ministry have confirmed the the withdrawal of troops from Key towns like uh, yeah, in order to, in their words, bolster efforts in Donetsk. So it does seem like, yeah,
0: well, the, ca- the counterattack took uh, some of the Russian forces um, off guard. I think almost any attack will take some of them off guard because they are completely undersupplied and unsupported at this point. And who knows if they're ever going to get supplies and support? There are some of them that are their backs to a river, basically, and they can't really cross it and stuff like that. So for the abandoned troops, there's a there's a well. They're screwed. That's it. And Ukraine can keep pushing if we're if if we're lucky. I hope they can. Uh, a lot of the information we're getting, we get it first from the Russian side, so we can kind of believe it to be a bit more true than the stuff that just comes from Ukraine. We are hearing about a lot of this from Russian media or from Russian sources, yeah, pointing by uh, painting maps and giving us pictures and stuff like that. Um, so th- th- this this does look very real and. Is there a Russian strategy behind it? Yeah, they kind of are reinforcing this and that place, but if like it's a big step for Ukraine, they've pushed back to the Russian border, you know in some areas and if they can keep pushing elsewhere they could uh they could they could um keep Russia f- very far at bay for for a hard winter. I think the idea generally though is that Russia is resupplying itself, preparing for a winter. And hoping that Ukraine will struggle more in winter than, than they will. Yeah. So it's still up in the air and it's always going to be terrifying. But any hope that we can have is worth having.
1: For sure. I think it is important to yeah. even small wins like this to, to talk about it because it, it's going to be that war of attrition that just goes on and on and on. And I'm sure if if we get to episode 394...
0: Oh, we will man. probably still be talking about this forever but these things are forever because there are civil wars and horrible things going on now still that were going on before the ukraine war started they were they were going on before the that before crimea was taken and they're still ongoing and we we don't talk about those often so maybe we'll stop talking about this in comparison as well for all we know you know it just becomes a feature of the house we're just used to it at this at some point
1: All right, James, time to end the show by talking about fun things. Now, I have seen... The Queen died. As I've already talked about, a a theatre production. Yes. Well, it was a musical comedy. Okay. A Netflix TV show. And I can see that you have watched a Marvel movie. I did. I would really like... subjected myself to it. To hear what you thought of
0: Thor Love and Thunder. What did you think? Are we kicking off with that?
1: Yeah, because I kind of talked very briefly around my two
0: already. Okay, so it was fine. (laughs) I think because I experienced the absolute hate of the low-effort, low-tier, one-draft two months to film and do post-production Marvel experience that was Doctor Strange, <laughs> Multiverse of Madness. Sure. When I watched Thor, which was low effort, definitely was one month of production. They definitely didn't even do a draft script. They just ad-libbed the whole thing. I didn't care anymore. I've run out of care because they've stopped trying. And I experienced all the hatred of how little they are trying already that when it came to Thor... Okay. It was fine. And I knew about the goats, so they weren't annoying. They were just there. Uh, The jokes, I knew they weren't going to be funny, and they weren't. They were just there. It was all a bunch of things that were just there, and it let me appreciate the stuff that was good. But I do wish it was a very different film.
1: Why do you think that that's the stage Marvel's at, of just low effort, don't really care, just here's a film?
0: Well, because they've ramped up how many things they're making, and therefore they don't have the same resources for each film. They're not even hiring experienced writers anymore i think the writer for this film i checked but i've already forgotten had never done a film before oh. or at least had never done a theatrical like release film i think they'd done maybe online stuff okay and you might be like well but taika's done lots but no they had, they had a marvel writer as well who had, who was involved heavily whereas in ragnarok they had a marvel writer who had been working on marvel stuff for a long time and had very deep experience in Marvel. They didn't have that with this. So I think a key change between it for me was a writing quality. It was just terrible. Um, but it was strange, because I managed to kind of like the film when I treated it like it was a kid's film, because it was a kid's film.: Yeah, yeah. This was a, this was a children's film, not even like a young adult film. It's a kid's movie. It was a children's rom-com from the '80s. Except they, shed, they said swear words sometimes. <laughs> and me, I'm fine. Swear words in kids' films, who cares? It's language. But, you know, the, the ratings and stuff, they still care about that. So there was dissonance. I don't think they knew what they were making. And that made the film suffer because they made a kids' film, but it was also a rom-com, but it was also like a, a tragic story of of loss and dealing with that it was also thor finding himself for the fourth time um and then it was the god the god killers film as well christian bale and they didn't they didn't have enough christian bale as did, predicted. You, did you like what you saw christian bale would have been so good if they just gave him screen time he was great um like he hammed it up it was ham it was it was 80s it was ham like and as soon as i put my brain into that and i did very early on because i think i noticed something that most people maybe missed is that this was uh a, a, a retelling to a bunch of kids right this film yep the the reason we're watching this film is because taika watiti's character is telling the story to some kids which means that straight away when i noticed that, i was like oh it's a kid's film i think maybe people people didn't take that seriously when they saw that scene then Once I was treating it like it was an in-universe retelling of a story to a bunch of kids, it all made sense to me, except some of the stuff that was darker. It didn't fit anymore. And to how dark uh, Christian Bale's scenes were it didn't really fit anymore. So there was these two films that either one of them could have been really great. The film that was full focused on the God-killer stuff would have been great. And then the film that was full focused on just being a camp rom-com for youths would have been great, but they did both for some reason. They made a really bad decision to do both. And I wish they just made the Christian Bale version of this film, which could have been so dark yep. and so interesting with some really cool scenes. Because when they went to like black and white world and it was kind of stylistic and stuff, I thought they were doing a bad job. I was like, eh, it doesn't really look like good black and white, uh-huh. but they weren't doing black and white because every now and then they brought in color. And those colours were well selected and well chosen. There was elements of good. It was kind of like what I was saying about Doctor Strange. There was just hints of what it could have been. And then most of it was just cheap and bad and didn't have enough editing or redrafting.
1: And what did you think of the humour in this one compared to previous uh,
0: Thor iterations? Compared to Ragnarok, the humour sucked. But compared to Marvel films, it was the same. It was like average Marvel humour. Yeah, fair enough. Um, So I think Taika's humour didn't fit a film that they were trying to make here because taika's humor it can deal with tragic stuff like we've seen taika be funny about hitler right he can do dark humor yeah yeah but he didn't really get to do dark humor he just had to do humor surrounding dark things so instead of being humor to help us cope with the bad things that are going on it was like here's a bad thing and now here's a very separate joke that is just very distracting and 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 off, 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 out, out of left field, you know? It was, it was just dissonant. The whole film was very dissonant and not in a good way. But I don't think it's made me think Taika sucks. It's made me think that current Marvel sucks. Fair enough. It's not made me think that any of the actors sucked because they were fine. It's made me think that current Marvel sucks. I and mean, we knew that because Marvel has r- ramped up its production to a dozen films and TV shows per year instead of two every year. Yep. So they're going to be stretched and cheap even the props look cheap. some of the outfits looked good some of them looked like toys r us and not even like toys r us still in business it looks like they ransacked a toys r us that has been closed since that business collapsed (laughs) okay some of the sound design sucked yeah the drums for some of the songs the original tracks, sounded like midi drums that i've got access to I was insulted by some of the drum, the drum samples they used. And if it was a real drummer, I was insulted by the microphones they used. <laughs> there was just cheap. There was an air of cheap the whole time. But whenever I managed to put my brain back into the, this is Taika Waititi's character talking to a bunch of kids to tell them a story, it all worked. Fine. And some of the scenes really worked when you had that brain on. Okay. Like Thor talking to the kids in a cage was actually good. Right. There was good things, is what I'm saying, and the dissonance hurts and it was painful. And I did hate it because the dissonance was so bad. Okay. But Thanks. it was fine. It was like a se- It was like a seven out of ten on the Marvel scale. Wow, that's generous. I think I was a five. Marvel doesn't go lower Marvel doesn't go lower than a six on the Marvel scale. <laughs> okay.
1: Let me tell you about the Book of Mormon, which is a musical comedy, which is a satirical examination of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. It was created by Trey Parker and Matt Stone, who are best known as the creators of South Park. Now, this was first staged yes. uh, in 2011 and has been running essentially non stop. Since then, it's still going on Broadway in New York. It's been running in the West End, again, for probably a decade. And uh, it tells a story. It follows two of these missionaries as they attempt to convert uh, a village in Uganda. And it is, Mm -hmm. of course, paints a picture of local people who have far more pressing issues like AIDS. And famine. Yeah. And female genital mutilation and oppression. Yeah. Uh, All of
0: these things. Things that matter way more than the queen dying, yeah. Right. or sorry, religion.
1: Correct. Yeah. uh, So these two Mormons then uh, follows their journey and the different paths they take. Ultimately, it is like a feel-good musical, and because it's satirical, it is making fun of them. But in in like a lighthearted, almost endearing way. So rather than laughing yeah. at them, ha ha, you guys are so silly. It's like, a, oh, that, I
0: feel really sorry for you guys. Well, yeah, because they're, they're, they're cult members who have been misled. Right. It's very valid.
1: And it paints the picture, first of all, what Mormons are, which I didn't really know. I didn't know that they, what they believed, that they believed that Jesus came to America. Yeah. And yeah. that there were two tribes and then one of the tribes won and the other tribe was cursed to be black. Yeah, because they lost. Yeah, because they, uh, and then that was suddenly rewritten in 1978. How about that? Yeah, weird, strange, strange, that they rewrote that one when it was so,
0: real, when it was uh, so, easy to do and uh, the political expedient thing.
1: Really interesting, and my goodness, it was so funny. So highly recommended. It is touring. It's coming to Edinburgh, I believe, in the next few weeks. So if you happen to be in Edinburgh, uh, perhaps stopping by Holyrood House, get yourself some tickets for the Book of Mormon because you will have a great time the some of the songs are still stuck in my head and yeah laugh out loud funny 10 out of 10 thanks for everybody who recommended i go see it because yeah lots of um lots of fun allegories mm-hmm. going on there all right Especially, especially the song, which is called, uh, which most people may have heard, which is called "Turn It Off," which is uh, "turn off your feelings like a light switch. Just pretend they're not there. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and that's, yeah. And that's how you deal with things.
0: But yeah, no, like a whole lot, so, like these, these, these performances, yeah. these, these plays, but also films and TV shows. I feel like they are way more relevant than just to mormons they always talk to everyone
1: and also the to attest to the actual performers the musical numbers the fact they were all pitch perfect they were you know, move perfect it was
0: i can't the believe music, people can do that yeah
1: you know the band who were sitting below the stage absolutely phenomenal from start to finish so yeah they didn't go check it
0: out cheap midi drum samples
1: no there was an actual drummer an actual yeah. pianist Good microphones and tub- tubist a, a tuber somebody plays a tuber
0: <laughs> a tuber yeah uh, a potato
1: a tuber there's a tuber and uh, yeah, the whole shebang it was really top notch nice so go watch it excellent and the other thing I watched as we heard from Anthony a few weeks ago Heartstopper uh, myself and Graham yes. have been working our way through this eight episode 30 minutes a time a TV show on Netflix and I tell you what it's really sweet it's a really lovely show Anthony's review is far better than mine but what I would summarize it <laughs> yeah, as I haven't even
0: said serious yet well,
1: I'm p- just predicting it
0: I'll review just... you afterwards okay
1: okay okay and I want you to make the, the sort of encouraging noises you do when you listen to uh, other people's reviews okay oh okay hang on I got... <clears throat> so it tells the story of uh, Charlie <laughs> oh. who is a a, a gay uh, fourth year Pupil in England, and he falls for a (gasps) fifth-year rugby boy called Nick, who is unsure of his sexuality. And it tells the story of the ups and downs of high school experience with bullies and being in the closet and friends who are jealous and all the drama you can expect, schoolyard fights, Mm. awkward weekend hanging out with your pals, people making gay jokes at your expense, all the usual shebang, and... Do you know what I felt do you know what it felt like it felt like the kind of show which you and I would have seen as teenagers coming home from school ah. watching Grange Hill oh. it was that it was that sort of vibe cool. except brought into 2022 mm. with the kind of characters I wish I'd seen. When I was fourteen, yeah, and that's why at the end of it, I did feel like, oh, that was really nice. It was really good and very sweet, Mm. and I wish that I had seen that when I had been much younger, because you know, uh, back in the day, that just wasn't a thing. So Mm. it's great that you've got there is so much representation in that show, particularly telling that story of you know a, a gay kid. And and also a, a closeted kid. <laughs> yes. But also, what the show is, it's almost instructional. Uh-huh. It, it there's there's bits in various episodes which are very much like pointing to people, kids who will be watching the show. Mm-hmm. It is aimed at teenagers. Yeah, there yeah, are yeah. parts of these of this show which are very much like, hey, if you're feeling like this, here's something you could do. Hmm. You could. Go on YouTube. You can Google. You can do this. You can do that. You could speak to a teacher. You could do that. I and it. so it, it, it's really good in that way. And also, and I will not spoil this, okay. there is a very high-profile cameo. Well, not quite a cameo. <laughs> Queen Dice. <laughs> <laughs> A high profile... sorry, sorry 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 i'm not interrupting no mm. a high profile mm. actress who is in this show okay. which was not announced i don't think she's in the credits but she plays a recurring character uh, i read some interviews after i finished the show and it turns out she was on set for two days uh-huh. she appears in maybe four episodes and okay. it's such a lovely role as well oh. so if you watch it you'll think oh look who it is that's lovely so like, uh, there is a season two on the way. Liz, interested to hear how that uh, or where they take the show, because they they brought it to a very nice conclusion. Okay. Yeah, some of it is you know they're all they're all kids acting, so yeah, sure some of it could be a bit better, and uh, maybe some of the tropes it falls into are a bit yeah cliche. However, I'm sh- I could I could see myself in these people experiences, whether it was an Instagram. In terms of Heartstopper, for me it was MSN. Yeah. So a lot of these interactions were—they felt very true. Yeah. Just. Different and tech. it was a, a very endearing show. Absolutely. That's cool. It wasn't aimed at me, right. but I still enjoyed it.
0: Ah, oh, it was a good review. Okay. So at least a six out of ten on the Collins scale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Thanks. As um, I said, it wasn't as good as uh, other people's. Yeah. Uh, it's not the, not the peak of Colin reviewing, but hey-ho, I've had a lot yeah. of talking I'm today. I'm
0: sorry, I lost, I was trying to play my character, but I lost myself to make a Queen joke. But aside from that, I think I did a good job of treating you like uh, you were calling in. Okay.
1: Dear listener, thank you very much for tuning in. Very much appreciate it. If you have watched anything, be that The Queen's Funeral, a TV show, a <laughs> movie, Wait, good you've point been yet. to the theater, review it. Wait.
0: Let's hear it. What time does The Queen's Funeral happen?
1: I've no idea. I imagine 11.
0: We could we could record right afterwards. We could we, we could be right there on the day. We
1: could, but I am uh, I'm actually filming. I, I t- oh, I need to check that actually. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, uh, oh, I'll come filming? back to you. Yeah, good question.
1: I'm not filming the funeral. I'm meant to be filming an interview with a, a council. Education officer, that's oh,
0: we're not allowed we are not allowed governments. We're not allowed councils no, But they might be shut they all non-existent. They might be shut. Yeah, because anyway definitely the first thing that needs to happen when the queen dies is to shut Close down all of the all everything. of the things that run the nation. Yeah. Cripple us. James, thank you for your
1: contributions. It's been a very interesting episode. And dear listener, if you totally disagree with everything we've said,
0: yeah tell us. I want to hear that. If we hurt if we hurt your feelings, sorry. in a somewhat genuine way I just don't understand those feelings and it's hard for me to understand that's that's fair enough
1: okay James thank you for your time we will see you in a
0: fresh dawn of Charles next time we will see you sooner than you will see a banknote that doesn't feature the Queen which could be soon I don't know when they're rolling those out when does Charles (laughs) get his when does Charles get his pennies and pounds when does he get his stamps find out find out next week alright okay bye James bye bye